0: Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior?
1: It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Hello, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful and well-lit city of North Kenston, North Carolina. Man, it is bright outside this morning. Here at seven o'clock, as we're doing this live, of course it's bright at three o'clock. But if you're listening to the replay, or if you're listening to it on our SoundCloud, it probably is bright right now. But I'm telling you, it's kind of kind of hard to get used to it being so bright outside right now at seven a.m. But it is Tuesday, February the twenty-eighth. It's the last day of February, folks, in the year of the Lord, twenty twenty-three. This is episode eight eleven of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, and we've got a uh, very good birthday game for you, like I said, in the second hour. Let me tell you something. We've got a great show for you today. Joining me here in our first hour of today's show is our regular Tuesday guest. He's the news director for the Carteret County News Times, the best dang community newspaper in North Carolina, as J.J. Smith calls it. I don't think he uses the word danged, but, uh, uh, but it still is. It's a great newspaper down, uh, in Beaufort County, our good friend, Greg Clemens can tell you how good it is, but the news director for the Carteret County news times, Richard Clark will be joining us, uh, here in uh, about 15 minutes or so. Rich is our NBA and hoops expert and boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk to him about today, man. There's been a, a change atop the, uh, NBA's Eastern division. Or, uh, yeah, Eastern – I'm sorry, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. Uh, Milwaukee is surging. Boston has kind of cooled off a little bit. And uh, we've got a lot – like I said, we've got a ton to talk to him about. I want to talk to him about Terry Holland passing yesterday and just everything that's going on with basketball. Uh, He's got a really unique perspective, too, on Terry Holland. He grew up in Virginia and – can't wait to talk to him about that. I I've just I've kind of been in a funk over the last twenty four hours. As you if you listen to yesterday's show, you know, in our first hour, uh, Paul Whittington uh let me know that right before he came on the air. And I gotta tell you, like I said, just it's one of those things and I know it's gonna happen. Listen, listen. I'm fifty four years old. I mean, I am no spring chicken myself. I've got less time in front of me than I do behind me. But it's still it kind of shakes you a little bit when someone that uh you really looked up to and was just such a staple of my childhood, uh, and even into my teens and twenties, uh, Terry Holland uh at the University of Virginia just was the all-time winningest coach there. Just was a was an icon, is the best way to put it. And then when I I grew up and I moved to uh eastern North Carolina and uh, you know, running the sports department at the free press, and even when I got out of sports and was on the news side, uh Coach Holland comes over as the A D of ECU and just does such a tremendous job. I mean, you want to talk about where, uh, ECU athletics are right now. A lot of it is due to the, the forward sight of, uh, Terry Holland. And again, just say he, he's been mourned all over the East coast. I mean, he, from Clinton originally just right down the road in Clinton and, uh, uh, goes to Davidson college, does great things there. He ends up being a coach and AD Sorry, Mr. Clemens, Carteret County, Carteret County, not Beaufort County. I, I always get those mixed up. You're right, sir. Uh, and uh, just uh, back to Terry Holland, just, uh, just to say, it's just very, very sad. Uh, I mean, he lived a great life, 80 years old, but just touched so many lives in his, uh, in his life. Just such a great guy. I had the opportunity to meet him uh, several times. Uh, I was in on a couple of uh, pressers with him when he was at ECU. Uh, I, I met him. you if you saw the picture on Facebook, uh, I got to meet him after the 2014 ACC tournament. I'll probably go a little bit more into that when we get rich up on the line, but just a, a great man with a great legacy, uh, Terry Holland, but we'll talk to rich about him. That's our first hour, Richard Clark, uh, coming up, like I said, here in about 10, 12 minutes or so. Then in our second hour, we're going to have a first time guest to the show. Uh, he, he's a great guy. I've gotten to know him out at, uh, at Granger stadium. Uh, he's one of the ushers out at Granger Stadium, and, but he's so much more than that. I mean, he's just a great guy. His name is Chadwick Stokes. He's a social studies and history teacher at Frank Middle School in LaGrange. Again, one of the coolest ushers at Granger Stadium. And he's also involved with the Lenore County Historic Society. So uh, we're going to get to know Chadwick a little bit, he's had some uh, great successes that have happened uh, at uh, Frank Middle School. I, I read a story that Patrick Holmes had written uh a, a press release that he had put out about uh, them winning some awards we're going to talk to Chadwick about that we're going to talk to him about just his journey that's going to be a lot of fun but you know what it's also Tuesday you know what that means it's Tuesdays with Trez with Carolina sophomore forward and Kinston alum Don Trez Stiles man since the last time we talked to Trez he told us Don't worry about the Tar Heels. We're going to be all right, and doggone if he wasn't right. They have won three games since we talked to him last Tuesday, and they have won three games in a row. Uh, They beat, uh, uh, what, Notre Dame a week ago. They beat uh, Virginia uh, this past Saturday night, and then last night they went in Tallahassee against uh, a, a pretty good Florida State team. It's really surging right now. So, uh, can't wait to talk to Trez. That'll be in our second hour, about five minutes to our second hour. Chadwick's going to help us out with that. I don't even know if he knows that yet, but we'll be making him a, a junior, uh, sports reporter in our second hour. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So there you go. We've got uh, Richard Clark here in the first hour, Chadwick Stokes and Dontrez styles in our second hour. We've got quite a show for you. got to tell you, I uh, just, uh, a post script from yesterday. Uh, you know, you have a, that that's a, it's doing these radio shows is almost, almost like not quite, but almost like putting out newspapers every day, which is what I did for, for a long, long time in my life. And the thing about that was <laughs> you would put out a newspaper. It would be one of your best ones, but you didn't really have a lot of time to enjoy it or to really revel in it or anything because you know what you had to put one out the next day and then the next day and then the next day that's almost how doing these shows are i mean you're doing like i said this is our 811th edition of uh the show here on 960 to bull 960 to bull.com 252 espn and you can have a great show just one that you're really really proud of but then, and, and not that it disappears because almost like newspapers, I mean, you can go back and look at old newspapers the same thing with the show. You can go to brianhanks.com or you can go to SoundCloud and you can listen to uh, our archive shows. But, uh, you know, you just go, you roll one day to the next, to the next, to the next. And I got to tell you, man, yesterday was one of the all timers and I, I've got a ton of response from you guys, from you listeners and, uh, dear listeners who I love. Thank you so, so much. But just a ton of response, a ton on Facebook, on uh Twitter. I've got personal messages from folks. But man, the show yesterday with uh the River Siblings with uh Derek Rivers live here in the studio, Lydia Rivers live from uh Dallas at the same time. It's gonna go down as one of uh like I've done eight hundred I'm I'm in the midst of my eight hundred and eleventh show right now. It's gonna go down as one of our one of our best. I mean, it was just awesome. Derek was awesome, Lydia was awesome. We just had a really good time with them and just listening to them. I very rarely go back and listen to uh, my shows. It's almost like uh, reading articles I used to write or columns or whatever. uh, When I worked for newspapers, I I very rarely went back and read them. I mean, I put so much work into them producing them. I feel like, uh, you know, that I knew everything about them. But I would go back and I would read some sometimes, and same thing with shows. I mean, I'm I'm really really busy with everything I've got going on, and very rarely do I get to go back and listen to a show. Well, I did with uh, Derek and Lydia yesterday. I, I listened to it uh, as I was posting it all over the place. And I got to say, very very proud, and it has nothing to do with me. I'm telling you, Derek and Lydia, you could tell just their uh how how much they love each other and how much uh how much they love their faith and just their family i mean i i gotta tell you very well i wouldn't say very rarely i mean i think i feel like i'm inspired by people a lot but i was really inspired by that show yesterday and just Derek just being the the gentle giant that he is and uh both of them kind of up in the air right now you could hear it in their voice and uh, I, I, just bright and awesome things are going to happen for both of them. But, you know, both of them waiting to see what's next in their professional athletic careers, uh, both of them realize, you know, it might be over, but I don't think it is. But, you know, just, but their faith is in their God, you know, is in God. And it just, it was awesome. I don't know. I, I'm blithering. Now, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, well, shame on you, but go to brianhanks.com click on the second hour yesterday and you can listen to, uh, Derek and Lydia Rivers, uh, it was just an awesome show, great family, uh, and one that I'm very, very proud of. It's, it's one of those cases like when I was with the newspaper, we won a lot of awards. In fact, I posted something yesterday. Uh, the the Kinston Daily Free Press in 2015 was the top newspaper in the state of North Carolina uh, in 2015. So just eight short years ago, we had the best newspaper in in all the land, and or in well in all of North Carolina anyway. And it's just amazing how quickly that. Uh, that stuff can go away. I mean, what we received that award in 2015. I left the paper about a year and a half later, and now you see the just the, the scrambled mess that it is. It just, I guess, if you, I guess my point, my lesson here is if you listen to this, enjoy what if you're doing something that you enjoy. And God knows I loved working at the free press, and I loved being a sports editor and the editor of the free press. Uh, before I had, I just, I had to leave. I mean, I saw what was happening. I saw the writing on the wall and I got out of there when the getting was good. I guess you could say, uh, but I miss it. I really do. I mean, I saw that picture with me and Jennifer Schrader and Zach Fraley and, uh, and Janice Sutton. And then, you know, we had Junius working for us at the time as our sports editor and just the great reporters that we had, uh, Noah Clark, everybody just, we, we had such a good newspaper and such a good team around us and. It just enjoy what you're doing because it's going to end one day, and uh, live in the moment. I mean, that's something I've tried to tell people a lot. In my when I talk to younger people, and it's something I need to do too. But anyway, wow, I'm getting all philosophical on you here. Hey, uh, let's uh, I tell you what. Let's look at our NBA players uh, last night. Uh, Brandon played for the New Orleans Pelicans. However, they lost again last night, one hundred one to ninety three at home to Orlando. Uh, Brandon twenty five point had 25.6 rebounds, five assists, and 38 minutes. Uh, they're in tenth place, just holding on with their fingernails. They're actually tied for tenth place right now. They're on the uh, threshold of not making the playoffs, which I don't think is going to happen, especially if Zion can get back. But uh, man, they are—they're uh, struggling right now. The Pelicans are. Uh, they play at Portland Wednesday at 10. That game will be on ESPN, and they are at Golden State on Friday at 10. Reggie uh, Bullock in the uh, sixth place, uh, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they were off last night. They're thirty-two and thirty. Uh, they play today versus Indiana at home. They play Thursday versus Philadelphia at seven thirty on TNT, and then Sunday you'll, you'll be able to watch them on Brian Norse WCTI ABC twelve. They'll be taking on Phoenix then. So uh, I said it yesterday, and it is kind of neat. Starting last night, uh, last night Brandon played. Tonight Reggie plays. Uh, <laughs> uh wednesday night or that's right yeah let let me get that right Uh, tonight reggie plays tomorrow night brandon plays and then on thursday reggie plays on friday brandon plays then they're both off on saturday reggie plays on sunday so uh they're they're not most of the times i have to have two tvs going at the same time to uh to get to see both of them play not the case this week with reggie and brandon so that's a lot of fun uh how about the lcc lancers uh they are in the region 10 tournament they travel up to martinsville virginia to play in the first round tonight against patrick and henry now they beat patrick and henry earlier this season back on february 3rd so uh, what 25 days ago but then they lost to patrick henry on february 16th so these are two teams that know each other very well they've played each other twice split their games good chance for the lancers to uh win tonight uh, uh lancers are at north carolina wesley and jvs in baseball uh up in rocky mount wednesday tomorrow at two o'clock then uh they play uh brunswick community college this weekend they travel to bolivia, bolivia on saturday for a doubleheader and then their home sunday at one o'clock against brunswick community college that's one of the good teams too so uh you'll uh that, that's going to be uh that's going to be a pretty good series uh this weekend against brunswick he's really going to see uh, what our uh, lancers have they're ten and five right now uh, a good chance for them to they're four and one in region ten and I think a two out of three or even a three game sweep sweep against Brunswick would be really good in helping them uh, get ready for the conference tournament how about Don Trez? we talked we'll be talking to him in our second hour uh, they won their third straight game last night uh, by winning at Florida state seventy seven to sixty six and Trez did play. 10 minutes last night really looked good too and uh, I got to tell you we really want to thank Graham Hill he hit me up this morning he sent me a couple of clips from Capital Broadcasting who were at the uh, Florida State game last night so I want to credit Graham Hill and Capital Broadcasting for these but here first is uh, Hubert Davis uh, talking about uh, Baycott only scoring one point last night and just the contribution that Dontre has made again this is a courtesy Capital Broadcasting
0: Hubert, if uh, I would have told you before the game, Armando would have one point and no field goal.
1: (laughs) I would not think that we would come out um, winning, Um, but that's um, what a team does is when a teammate may be struggling in a particular area, other guys step up, and that's what we had. I felt like every guy that played made an impactful play put us in a position to win. Uh, Dotrez gave us 10 unbelievable minutes off the bench. Uh, Hit the three, made a a free throw. But I thought his defense um, on Matthew Cleveland was great. We needed somebody big with athleticism, and he was terrific defensively. I thought Seth Trimble came off the bench and took care of the basketball. He gave us another ball handler to handle and there you go. Sure. That is uh, Hubert Davis talking about uh, the contribution that Trez made. And uh, here's a clip from R.J. Davis uh, where he also mentions Trez and his contribution last night.
0: That's kind of wild that when you look at the stat the box score that you guys had this kind of night.
1: Yeah, I mean, we just had, like you said, it was a crazy stat line. We had guys step up. I you know, it was big time for us on both ends of the floor. We was able to knock down threes. Um, but I think a big key for us was also um, – our bench players when they came in, they were ready. You know, Don Trez, uh, uh Seth,
0: um, Jay Wash. When they came in, they were ready and able to execute and you know, give us some minutes. And that's something that we needed.
1: And everyone was locked in. Um, we were supporting one another. We was happy for each other's success. And that went a long way in today's game. You know, kind of got a little bit sloppy towards the second half and towards like around the, the six minute mark, but we was able to clean it up and get the plays and make the plays that we needed. And uh, there you go. That was R.J. Davis talking about Trez, to Huber earlier. And again, want to thank our good friend Graham Hill from uh, capital broadcasting up in Raleigh, uh, 99.9, uh, for, uh, for uh, lending us those clips to play on the show this morning. We'll probably do them again there in the second hour, but thank you, Graham. You, you absolutely rock. Uh, but again, Trez last night, how about that? Trez outscored Armando Baycott last night, four to one. And, uh, the Tar Heels come away with a victory, 77 to 66. Uh, they've only got one game left. Yep or regular season game left and that's against Duke Saturday at 6:30 at the Dean Dome and that'll be on ESPN. Uh we gave you the update yesterday about Isaac Parson and uh Jeremy Dixon. Uh they won the CIAA men's basketball tournament and now they've got a a while off. If I'm reading the ncaa Division 2 uh uh brackets right, they don't play again until March 16th. So uh they won over the weekend and they're off for literally for uh, right at 3 weeks before they're back on the court again uh of course Isaac will not be playing in it he uh, suffered a uh, broken arm Jeremy will be uh, playing in it though but uh, still what a uh, CIAA championship for Isaac and his sophomore year and Jeremy's freshman year that is awesome uh Damian Dunn and Temple they're off uh now uh until uh Thursday night to play uh senior night versus UCF on Thursday they've been off for uh right at a week so uh as they get ready for UCF and for the AAC tournament, the Owls are 15 and 14 overall, nine and seven in the conference. Uh, Shante Lynch in Maryland Eastern Shore, they're eight and 17 overall. And they are at Coppin State Saturday at two. Uh, Maji Dodd in Charleston Southern, they played uh, their final uh, regular season game on Saturday. Uh, Maji started that game. It was senior night uh, down in Charleston. And had a block and two rebounds in nine minutes. They are in the quarterfinals of the Big South Tournament Wednesday. So, tomorrow night, they're 9-20 and 20 overall. Man, I should have probably led with this. And I know, if Shane, if you're listening, you're like, what in the world? Why'd you wait so late? But I like to get to my coaches after our players and our uh, and our little updates here, our hometown heroes. Our, uh, Dory, Hans, and UMO, you want to talk about a team that is really putting it together at the right time? They are not ready to see their season end. And they have now won two conference tournament games. They overcame a 19-point deficit last night. They beat Chowan last night in Murfreesboro, 97 to 90. That's in the second round of the Conference Carolinas tournament. And listen, Sugar Shane Albee, will—you know—he'll be on here with us on Thursday. Really, really do appreciate him. I didn't uh, have the whatever to be able to watch it, and he—he he recorded it on Snapchat. The final—I don't know—final 45 seconds or so of the game uh, when it was still i mean it was tenuous it wasn't wrapped up yet and i got to watch the final 45 seconds on snapchat not on uh, tv or online or anything on snapchat so thank you shane you are the absolute best uh the trojans uh dory Hines and the trojans they will now face four-seated belmont abbey friday at six in spartanburg we're gonna try to get dory here on the show between now uh, not today but uh maybe tomorrow or thursday maybe even friday uh, but, uh, to get us ready for that, and just talk about how this team, who is now thirteen and seventeen, let me tell you something. this is a team that was really, really struggling. They have come together here at the end and are playing really, really well. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt uh, they are sixteen and thirteen overall they're nine and seven in the conference. they play at Kentucky uh, tomorrow at seven and their home uh, for their home. Uh, regular season finale against Mississippi state Saturday at eight 30. So that's pretty cool. Uh, prep basketball or prep basketball. It's over for us. Uh, how about prep baseball? Uh, go to encmoments.com for the week's complete schedule. He's got a lot of stuff up there, but baseball starts tonight. North Lenore is at North Pitt. parrot is at faith. Christian South Lenore is at Southern Wayne. Uh, green central is at home against Eastern Wayne. Aiden Griffin is at home against Pamlico County. All those games take place tonight. Uh but hey, we had spring sports start actually last night. Uh Kenston softball team uh, took on Newburn. They lost at 16-0. South uh took on a Wilmington Hoggard, a uh, 4-A, pretty good 4-A team, and uh lost, but they lost seven to four uh today. There's only one game in softball today as Green Central's at home against Eastern Wayne. How about on the soccer side? Nor played Southern Wayne last night in soccer. They lost that one 7 Neil, uh, two soccer games tonight. And these are girls' soccer scores, I should tell you. Uh, North Lenore is at Goldsboro, and then uh, Green Central is at home against Eastern Wayne. But, again, as I always say, you want to know what's going on in prep sports and our neck of the woods, go to encmoments.com. Junius Smith the third will have that for you there, and uh, he will take care of you. Hey, let's thank a couple of our sponsors here as we uh, – As we get started, as we uh, get ready to get uh, Richard Clark here on the line, we just want to thank Lenore Community College. For almost 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. Uh, LCC's mission, as you know, is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kensington at 231 Highway 58 South but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show. We truly, truly do appreciate them. Uh, Listen, uh, joining us live here on our Spence Automotive guest line is uh, our good friend Richard Clark. And uh, if you were out at the Freedom Classic this weekend, I just don't want people to be confused, Rich, because we introduced uh, the superintendent of the Air Force Academy, whose name was Richard M. Clark. And then everybody, for some reason, everybody kept going up to him and kept asking him NBA questions and basketball questions. <laughs> I know better than that. But, uh. <laughs> but dude, you talk about just, something. Just just- just a successful one and an unsuccessful one. <laughs> no, that's not true, man. But dude, you're an award-winning designer, man. What are you talking about, man? Come on. <laughs> but I'm and serious. We,
0: that stuff ain't worth the paper print printed
1: on. Uh, don't tell people that, man. Come on, man. We, we had a team. <laughs> we had a team, man. You saw me post that we yesterday. Did, but we did. But you know.
0: Anyway, I know, but dude,
1: I thought it was neat, man. So, you know, dude, you know how crazy it is being a public address announcer for the freedom classic. And you get, you get all these bios and you get all, you know, cause you're introducing these people to throwing out first pitches. You've got all this, you know, pomp and circumstance before the games and during the games. And I get slipped this piece of paper that, Hey, uh, the superintendent of uh, air force Academy is here and it's Richard M. But what's your middle initial dude? D d okay well they, then it wasn't you then okay uh, no it was not
0: there's actually there's actually a richard d clark that ran homeland security for a while oh my god
1: i know oh well, that's right you're richard dalton you like uh right. like roadhouse like road yep that's it <laughs> i did, dude i love a uh, family guy roadhouse you've seen that episode right <laughs> oh yeah yeah i love it i love it but yeah like i said uh I set it up in the press box. I almost said, uh, I was joking around with the guys who were up there with me, who listened to the show too, by the way. And I was going to say, uh, you know, the superintendent of, uh, air force Academy is here with us today. You can also listen to him every Tuesday on the Brian Hanks show. <laughs>
0: you don't want to get that man in trouble. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. But it was, it was really neat. Like I said, uh, Richard Clark is everywhere. Mm. I'm probably not great for the public. There you go. Dude, I know we, we we're we full of jovality jovial, of uh, whatever. Did I say that right? Jovial. We're jovial. Oh, you're way outside my mind. <laughs> obviously, I'm outside of mine too but uh but i want to be very serious and just take a few minutes and you know what terry holland meant to me dude i mean being a big virginia fan and dude those were in my formative years i mean that's the first coach i knew other than dean smith and jim volvano and i'm talking about this is you know back in 19 i started following in 1979 hell jim volvano wasn't even at state then but uh right but dude, t- I got to tell you, and I said this uh, in my monologue, and I, I want to get your impression. I'm just, I'm going to turn you loose and just let you talk about him. But you know, and listen, we're not, you and I, there's, there's a hell of a lot more road behind us than there is in front of us. So, I mean, you Absolutely. know, well, you know, but still, even though he was 80 and he lived a good long life, man, it just, I, I don't know, Rich, I mean, and I'm not trying to be too maudlin here or over the top, but. I don't know, Richard. I mean, this one really hit me yesterday. I mean, in fact, it hit me right in the middle of the show. Paul Whittington uh, messaged me right before he came on there and, and sent me the you know, the thing that had come on on Twitter. And I don't know, Rich. I mean, it's been a minute since someone's passing has just struck my heart the way this one did. And not that I knew Terry Holland. I met him a couple of times. You saw that great picture I had up on Facebook after the – 2014 ACC tournament when we were both just walking around the concourse at at Greensboro Coliseum with nobody left in there. They had to run me out of the Coliseum, dude, because I just, I didn't want to leave after Virginia won the ACC tournament, their first one. (laughs) I told you about that. You remember, you were there in the moment for me, but, uh, but I don't know what it is, man. but just Terry Holland, just always so classy and was just such a nice guy and, Maybe too nice to a fault sometimes, because that's what I thought sometimes with Ralph. I just thought, you know, when he had Ralph Sampson I, I felt he could have used him a little differently sometimes, but everything you hear about him. And again, I didn't know him from anybody. I met him a couple of times. I interviewed him a couple of times for the free press when I was in sports and he was the AD over in Greenville, but was always just a consummate gentleman. I just, I thought the world of him. And again, this one hit me hard, dude, rich go for it. Just uh, what did Terry Holland mean for you? Especially you growing up in Virginia.
0: Well, I think you touched on it earlier with your, um, in your formative years. Uh, and frankly, I, I don't want to time stamp anybody and make anybody mad, but I think that was the heyday of the ACC as well. So you had the two things working you know, in tandem, that it was our heyday, our formative years, and the best years of the ACC, because those were probably some of the best basketball in this region that I remember that I've seen, you know, there were some really good teams. And Terry Holland was a big part of that. Um, and depending on where you lived, he was either your go knock off the, the you know, king off the throne, or he was your anti-hero, depending on where you grew up. Um, you know, him and Lefty were kind of the outsiders trying to tap into what Dean and them had down here. Um, and growing up in Virginia, he was everywhere. So, you know, I, I, I saw and heard plenty of him growing up. But, you know, again, he came at a time when the the sport was growing to where we know it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think any of those guys that from that era, they just have a certain meaning to those of us that were around because of what they did for the game.
1: Well, the thing that uh, – and I thought it was one of the most un-Terry Holland-like things, but I thought it was hilarious. But it was just his sense of humor. You You heard what his dog's name was, right? back in the in the early 80s wasn't it dean or something like that <laughs> yes it was he named his dog dean after dean smith so he could and he this was his little joke obviously you know he didn't but since he couldn't beat dean on the court he could at least beat his dog <laughs> <laughs> which you know he didn't mean that obviously that was right joke. right but his dog's name really was dean i always thought that was cool but i love that let's talk about that dude and and i'm not trying to be you know, old, old man in his front yard yelling at the clouds or anything like that. But dude, we were blessed Richard Clark and you and I are men of a certain generation. We were what just months apart in age and the dude, we were so blessed. I mean, Dean Smith at Carolina, Jim Volvano at NC state. Uh, Mike Shishetsky at Duke in his formative years. Terry Holland at Virginia. Help me out with the other ones, dude. Because I mean, those are the big ones. Bobby Crimmins. Oh, good lord! Bobby How can I forget Bobby Crimmins at Georgia yeah. Tech? Man, dude, dude. And when the ACC was really the ACC was seven teams, oh, yeah. and then eight teams when Georgia Tech joined. Yep. We were just yep. we were blessed, man. I mean, those were hey. I don't think you're hurting anybody's feelings. It's the absolute freak. Of I mean, truth. And, those were the glory years of the ACC.
0: Absolutely. And I think it runs probably somewhere from right before Ralph's time to somewhere right after Tim Duncan's time. I think oh, after that, things right. got – right. I think after that, it got a little watered down, um, and it just wasn't the same because of – I don't want to say because they let those other teams in, but teams moving around, I guess. Um, and since Maryland left the ACC, it's just simply not the same, um, you know. But I, I agree 100%. The games were fantastic and it was it was what you waited to watch and then you would, when you did watch you got some really quality play. Um some of those teams from those eras were fantastic and they didn't win anything because of the other teams of that era. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, Maryland was loaded. Albert King and and Buck Williams and Ernie Graham and um Scott and Jeff Atkins I mean, that's a really good team and they couldn't win because there was Ralph and then there was Worthy and Perkins down in down in Chapel Hill. And then right after that, Jim Valvano stole one and got him a championship.
1: <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, man, I look God, I love talking to basketball with you. This is Richard Clark from the Carter County News Times, Carolina Coast dot com. You know, most people in North Carolina, dude, they, they just, they love them some Jim Volvano. I think you and I, I don't know if we've ever really, dude, I am like, and I know Greg Clemens is listening right now, the biggest state fan in the world that we have. And he's down there with you in Carteret County, dude. But dude, I am the rare North Carolina guy. Don't get it twisted. I mean, I respect Jim Volvano and I, you know, and I loved his little shtick and I mean, he was, you know, he was who he was, but dude, I'm telling you, man, I have a, I ha- I have some a lot of dislike. I wouldn't say hatred. Hatred's too strong. But, dude, it was Jim Volvano back in 1983 that took all of Ralph Sampson's uh, light and all of his fire and all of his smoke, whatever you want to call it, dude. You got to remember, Ralph could have gone to the NBA after his freshman year. He stayed all four years because he wanted to get that elusive ACC tournament championship. He wanted to get that... You know, uh, and a final four, he went to the final four his sophomore year, but then got knocked out by freaking Carolina. So he came back his senior year and against the advice of everybody, dude, you know that you remember you lived during, I mean, oh, yeah. he should have gone to the NBA after his junior year. And this is a Virginia fan saying this, but he came back that senior year. They're number one, other than that Chaminade, uh, heartbreak. And let's not really get into that. But they play, <laughs> ugh. Dude, I just hear Shaman and I still get uh, goo. I mean, just, you know, just, I want to throw up, dude. But anyway, my point being Jim Volvano and NC State ruined. I bet Ralph has nightmares about it. They lose to him in the ACC tournament championship. Virginia's just blazing their way through the NCAA tournament until they get to the Western finals, the uh, Western division finals. And who do they face? NC State. And State beats him in that game, too. So, Ralph Sampson's final two losses in his career were against Jim Volvano and NC State. So, dude, when everybody else is just praising the late Jim Volvano and, oh, what a great, you know, Coach Dude, I got to tell you, man, I, I don't exactly feel the same way, dude. Well, two things. One, um, as you know, growing up in Virginia,
0: as you did with rooting for Virginia because everybody was rooting for State and, and Carolina, um, I was, everybody in Virginia rooted for Carolina or Virginia. <laughs> so, at that time, I was rooting for State. Um, like I've mentioned before, I think on this show, Hawkeye Whitney is one of my favorite players of all time.
1: Hawkeye Whitney.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. I love Hawkeye. But anyway, I will say this. That run in the tournament for, for Jim Bob and State is one of my best sports memories because, you know, number one, they were coming on late. And back then, you had one channel. You know, and so the games were coming on really late, and I was watching them till all hours of the night by myself downstairs, you know, and, and they all went to the wire. Well, not all of them, but most of them. So there's that. Now, the Ralph part of it, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. a tough way to go out. And remember, you, you, while you say you have a um, sports dislike from Albano, the state people can say what they want, but I remember what it was like when they ran him out of town. Yeah. So. It, it wasn't all love fest like they want to act like now. Yeah.
1: They ran him out of town. So, and then and when they you, really haven't been good since. And I was going to say, and dude, even the charges, I mean, I think he lost a little bit of institutional control, I guess, if you want to say it that way, just looking back at Jim Valvano and let me say this too. I, yes, I, I, I hated him as a young 14 year old, you know, in 1983, what he did to my hero, Ralph Sampson, I mean, it, 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 that's hard to overcome, man. And when that gets ingrained in your little 14-year-old brain, dude, which by the way, dude, I, don't, I hope you're sitting down to tell you this, dude, that was 40 years ago, dude. Do the math. That was 440 40 years ago. That NC State. So, did. so, I was one when I was watching ah, those games, by the way. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. You're a you're <laughs> a, a bright one-year-old too, a very uh, advanced one-year-old. But, uh, again, just well, and, and uh, Greg Clemens client. Dude, how did we forget? Carl Tacey at Wake Forest. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. I mean, just, he was a great coach in the league and just, man, we just, we were so blessed. And again, I'm with you. I mean, I I didn't start watching uh, ACC until 79. I remember, I remember Ralph Sampson being recruited. It was down to Carolina and I mean, all my Carolina friends, you know, I'm a young 10 year old at Trap Hill elementary school and you know, our coaches are taught, our teachers are talking about it and he ends up going to Virginia and just everybody hated Ralph Sampson here because he was supposed to go to Carolina. If you remember, I mean, he hadn't committed to him. But that he was, uh, that's who his final right. two were, were Carolina and Virginia. And everybody thought, oh my God, you know, uh, Dean Smith's going to have Ralph Sampson. And then just, I don't know, dude, it just, it, it warmed the deepest, darkest cockles of my heart. And, and I've been a Virginia fan ever since, dude, For better better for worse. And a lot of it has been for worse through the past, uh, what, uh, 44 well, years. My,
0: mine was similar. Um, we had just moved to Richmond the year before and Clyde Austin went state. Okay. Um, that's sort of how all that came about. And again, you go and everybody's wearing light blue or Virginia orange. And you're like, yeah, I don't want to do any of that. So um, the only thing left was State was at that time. Yeah. Uh, and they had, the, they had the hometown, you know, tie in with Clyde Austin. So
1: who was well, that's, that's how talking you ended up there. It's somebody. Maybe it was up in the press box over the weekend, Rich. But we were talking about, you know, how everybody's a Duke fan. Dude, tell people. Tell these kids. Nobody these, was a Duke fan. Nobody was a Duke fan in the let me Let me tell you what. If you're a Duke
0: fan and you can't tell me who Vince Taylor was, <laughs> then don't talk to me. Or Kevin Strickland. Because the Rio, I, you know I played against him. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, on, a, on the asphalt court in front of Chapel Hill in front of the dorms. Wow. Him and Jordan and all them on the court. Johnny Dawkins. Yeah, yeah. That's wow, one of my wow. basketball stories, by the way. Anyway, um, yeah, Vince Taylor is really Chushewski's first star. Uh he carried them what, those first two years, even though they weren't very good, he's all they had, if you remember. Oh other? Do. So, do. Yeah. But uh and, oh, by the way, side note to that, um you know who one of the best shooting coaches in the NBA is? Uh who? Um, I can't remember his first name, but his last name, England, played for Duke.
1: England. I don't know why. How's it Is it ING or is it ENG? E-E-N
0: something. Okay. Tom or something, I don't know. One of the Duke fans might know. Okay. But he's like, he, he was on the Spurs staff, but he was with them, you know, right after the Spanarko era. Um, Tom, Emma, and all those
1: guys. Yeah. Wow. Well, sure. uh, that voice you're listening to again is Richard Clark. He's the uh, uh, news director of the Carteret County News Times, Online dot com. I got other stuff to talk to you about. I love this uh, Chip England, uh, by the way. Chip, I have heard that. I've heard that name before. Chip England, yes. Uh, when uh, uh, Kehi Clark, uh, Kehi Clark was getting ready to break the uh, all-time assist record at Virginia a couple of games <laughs> ago. They did you watch any of that game? I know you watched the title. I nice did. Game. I did not dude you would love this they had the uh, okay this talk about testing you this is gonna be a good test of you now he wasn't back in the 80s he was more in the 90s but you you know who the all-time assist leader was before clark just broke it right who by the way i'm still Cor- convinced is your son okay
0: corciani
1: right no 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 i'm talking about at uh virginia not oh at-, at
0: virginia Ooh,
1: wow it would have been jeff jones maybe no john crotty uh karate, you know yeah. what he's up to now, and I did not realize this, but we should both realize this. He well no, although I think he does it for radio. He doesn't do it for TV. He is the uh color analyst for the Miami Heat radio, dude. John Crady. Wow. How about that, dude? Wow. Wow. Who is all dude they still now you want to talk about a point guard. He was well, a hell it, of a point guard at Virginia, dude. Yeah, he he was pretty good for what he was. Yeah. Hey, dude, he had like an eight-year career in the NBA, too. I didn't even realize that. I knew he had, he bounced around. And I remember him playing for the Miami Heat, but, dude, I guess he made enough he, of an impression. Was, he, he was
0: from that era where – how can I put this? There were a lot of – and I guess it still happens, but there were a lot of guys that were vastly overrated coming out of high school uh-huh. from where they were supposed to be. Now, karate actually – perform fairly close to where he was but if you remember there were you know levo and jim miller and oh yeah and jim mullen and all these guys that were supposed to be really good buzz peterson and they weren't
1: well <laughs> oh, yeah. peterson was more highly recruited and more highly rated coming out of high school than jordan was if you remember that's right which <laughs> hey, is why jordan
0: t- chewed him up in
1: practice all the time <laughs> yes he did hey by the way i forgot uh, you had your walk-up music here we go <laughs> and I forgot to play it when you were coming up. I was so excited about getting you to come up, but uh, that's what we've been doing all week. Uh, and we did it at the end of last week, dude. So if I remember to play it, you're going to have walk up music. And tell them who you chose here, Richard Clark. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Chorus. Chorus.
0: <laughs>
1: tell them who that is, Richard Clark.
0: That's Debbie Gibson, <laughs> who, who who we who, if you were of a of a, a male of a certain age, you all had a
1: crush on her.
0: If you didn't, you're a liar,
1: dude. Well, I tell you what, did you not find though? And this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, dude. There were two specific camps, and I like Debbie Gibson. Don't get it twisted. I do. All right, she was uh a little cutie patootie, but dude, I was all, but I was a bigger Tiffany fan than Tiffany, I was. A, yep. Than I was a, well, <laughs> uh-huh. Tiffany, yep. Tiffany had that red hair, you know, and the. Yeah, I didn't like red hair.
0: What? Yeah, I'm not a red hair person. I, I would not have <laughs>
1: known that. How, what in the world?
0: Uh, yeah, you know preferences man what can you do
1: <laughs> but debbie gibson man you loved you some debbie it was really funny I ought to, i'll lift the curtain here a little bit so i hit you up and i'm like hey uh, what would you like to be your walk up here don't don't say it like, i like because i want to i want to read from your text here <laughs> so this is what you gave me uh hit em up which is one of the hardest songs of all time tupac i'm like okay and i was like i got to get you the clean version and you're like yeah okay then you do Snoop Dogg's Murder Was the Case. Yeah, I love that beat, though. <laughs> God. And then talk about going from one extreme to another or, <laughs> or Debbie Gibson. And, dude, of course, you know at that point it had to be Debbie Gibson, you know? Yeah, I have no issues with that. That's a great song, by the way. Dude. Anybody says different is just hating. Oh, I know, dude. I love, But, dude, can you not see the differences there between "Hit 'Em Up by Tupac, oh, God, Murder yeah. Is the Case by Snoop Dogg, or... <laughs> <laughs> Only in my dreams by Debbie Gibson. <laughs> well, that that is the dichotomy that is me, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, dude, hey, no one can cannot say you're not eclectic, okay?
0: Well, you know, we grew up in the MTV era, so we got a lot of different stuff. The real MTV era, so you know, we we got a lot of different music. Um, so, where our base is a little bit stronger than a lot of people's, I think these days.
1: I would agree with that. And the album cover, uh, that was off of Out of the Blue, and it's Debbie Gibson in her her torn jeans with a big stuffed bunny rabbit.
0: Well, my favorite part of that whole thing is in the video, at the break of every line, she does that little bounce (laughs) (laughs) pop.
1: That's so 80s, it's unbelievable. So greatly (laughs) 80s. I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, dude, uh, that's Richard Clark. Uh, I I tell you what, I've got to do a better job of uh, getting sponsors in here. Uh, So let let me hit a couple here real quick, Rich, before we jump into the NBA. Uh, And I want to thank Lovex Cafe. They're the heart of downtown Kinston, located at 320 North Heritage Street. The cafe has been serving delicious breakfast and lunch to hungry folks from all over eastern North Carolina for more than 80 years. Listen, give Lovex Cafe a call at 252-523-6854 visit their website at lovexcafe.com. Uh, Or better yet, if you've got the time, go hang out with your friends at Lubbock's Cafe at 320 North Heritage Street in downtown Kenton. Of course, uh, that's one of our day ones. We want to thank another one of our day ones. A good friend of both yours and mine, Rich. uh, Keith Spence and Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lodge, Spence Automotive is owned by a local sports writing legend and just all-around great guy. Keith Spence, he's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, and tell him... The Brian Hank Show sent you and uh, Rich. Let's uh, anything else? You, hey, anything else? Uh, memory lane? You want to go down before we? Uh, jump oh no, the no, we can move on. We're good, <laughs> dude. I just love it though, man. Because again, you and I, guys of a certain generation, uh, we lived through a lot of the same things. You in Virginia, me here in uh, in North Carolina, and all that. But still, just so much fun, man. These kids are just never going to know uh, the. They want to talk about the ACC tournament, how special it is, but dude. Man, the ACC tournament. You know what? We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. The ACC tournament. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude, you called this a couple of weeks ago. I've got to give you extreme credit for this. You have been saying all season that you thought Milwaukee was better than Boston. By God, fourteen straight wins now, and they are now percentage points. If the NBA playoffs started today, the Bucks would be ahead of the Celtics, dude. I I got to give you credit, and I've got to ask you, how did you know that the Bucks, who to me are really still kind of just a one-player team. I know they've got a couple of good uh, uh, secondary players, but you look at Boston, who's got a big two, and really Giannis and uh, the Bucks. That that's all they have to me. I mean, in the superstars uh, stratosphere. Yet they are now better than the Boston Celtics. Is this something you think they're going to be able to keep up for the final what well, that for the final twenty-two games of the regular season?
0: Yes, Giannis Giannis is a little dinged up right now. Uh, he's missed the last two games uh, with a knee contusion. If he's available, yes. Because what they have is probably the two best – if you if you start categorizing players as elite and then that category under the elite, which is really, really, really good players, they have two of those that are at the very top, Middleton and Holiday. I mean, I'd take Drew I'd take Holiday on my team any day of the week, no matter who I had on the roster. Uh, he's fantastic. So you put those two guys out there with Giannis and Brook Lopez, they're a big team. I just think it goes through Giannis as long as he's he's helping. Well,
1: I didn't realize that. I, I guess I've not seen a couple – I've not seen the last couple of Bucs games. So how have they done it then, kept this winning streak going if they've been without Giannis? Well, they've
0: only been out without him for two games. Um, but, you know, they also got Middleton back. That's That's a big one. And they made a few moves around the edges um, to, to help their depth a little bit. Uh, Javon Carter, guys like that. So I just think they're sitting in a really, really good spot to to make a run. Now, uh, they defensively, I think we all know what they can bring because they did it when they won the championship. Um, and they added Jay Crowder, who is known for playing defense. So I think – when you start slowing the game down and getting into the playoffs, they have the two things you need they got two guys three guys really that can create a shot and they got team defense so they're going to be strong they're just going to be tough
1: well it just blows my mind when you look at the celtics who have uh the, big two, obviously and then even after that i think they've got you know two or three good players that uh or championship quality players and for Milwaukee to do what they've done, it just blows my mind, dude. I mean, it really does. So, how do you see this going? It's going to be 1-2, either Milwaukee or Boston, uh, coming out of the Eastern Conference in the playoffs, right?
0: I suspect so. Actually, it was a pretty big win by Boston the other night against Philadelphia, who is probably in that conversation as well, even though I think they're probably the third-best team of those three. But Philly's in that hunt. Uh, as long as MB's around, because he's playing at a pretty high-level um, they're going to be strong as well. So, but that Boston got a win against them, but then Boston lost last night to the Knicks. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of give and take right now. But I, I like what Boston's got. They need to get Jalen Brown back, and I think they'll be fine once they do that.
1: I'm glad you brought up. Uh, and again, that voice for that's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, Online dot com. He's our NBA. Uh, hoops expert, NBA/slash hoops expert. He's the Joe House to my Bill Simmons, <laughs> as I like <laughs> to say. Uh, but dude, I'm glad you brought up the Knicks. I, I don't think we've really talked about the Knicks that much this year, dude. I mean, I know we, we of course, have. we talk about Dallas and about New Orleans and we talk about Boston and Milwaukee and even Denver and Memphis and sometimes Sacramento. This may be the first time we've talked about the number five team in the Eastern Conference, the freaking New York Knicks, dude. I in no way, no how, no anything saw the Knicks being, I thought they would be that. I thought they might have had a chance to make the playoffs maybe, but as a play-in team, they are solidly in. Well, I, when I say solidly. They're two and a half, three games up, uh, you know, of not having to be in the play-in. Talk about the great job that uh, the New York Knicks have done this year, dude. Thirty or I'm sorry, thirty six and twenty seven to this point.
0: Well, I think it's safe to say at this point they had the free agent signing of the of a year by getting Brunson, who's just been fantastic for them from
1: Dallas. Um,
0: yes, and I think Dallas really regrets letting that happen. Although I'm not sure they really had any choice because the um, general manager for the Knicks has a long history with Brunson and his family, so. That was probably happening anyway. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Thibodeau. I think he's actually heard the development of this team by playing his veterans so much at the expense of some of the younger guys. But that's a two-, three-year-old argument. This particular year, they have some depth, and they have a playmaker in Brunson, and Randall's been better than he was last year, um, which puts them in the hunt. If they can find some – get R.J. Barrett back to playing at a high level, they're going to be tough because at the very least, you know, a Thibodeau team plays defense. Yeah.
1: Well, and the thing that I've always heard about Thibodeau, and, again, your ears to the ground much more, and you're the big league pass guy. But the thing about Thibodeau is he just wears out uh, his players so quick. And I'm not talking about physically. It's almost more mentally. You know a lot more about that. Uh, Delve into that a little bit.
0: Well, he demands a certain thing, uh, a certain way of playing. And, you know, he's kind of a throwback in that regard. Um, We could get into a long-winded argument about this. But at the end of the day, um, the players today, a lot of them, particularly younger than the NBA, they really – they just simply don't want to play defense and they don't know how. And a coach like Thibodeau is old school. You got to play defense every minute that you're on the floor. So what he ends up doing is playing the veterans that he can depend on to do what he's asking them to do because he knows what he's going to get. But what that does over the course of an 82-game season is grind down your guys. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's had success but not at the highest level. So I don't know if that's the reason yeah. or not. But I'll say this, Brunson can get his own shot and keep him in the game. And that's, like I said, when it slows down, you need that. You need that guy.
1: Well, like you said, uh, a big loss for Dallas uh, when he uh, left. But, I mean, what was crazy about that was, you know, you and I, we listened to a lot of the same stuff, uh, and people were calling that before last regular season was even over, Rich, if mm-hmm. you remember, they were saying yeah. uh, very likely he's going to be headed to New York when there's 30 teams in the NBA. How in the world do you know that is just one of those great uh, unspoken uh or uh yeah. you know what I'm trying to say there. But tampering without tampering. <laughs> tampering without tampering, that's a very good way to put it. Uh let's let's go over to the Western Conference real quick and uh man, what in the world is going on with New Orleans? I mean, Brandon's been playing great. I mean, he really has. I mean his shooting's not been that great, but I mean he still he had three straight three <laughs> I can't wait to hear you. Three straight 30-point games. They've now lost four in a row, and they're on the – just there percentage points away from not even making the playoffs right now, Rich.
0: Well, yeah, they, they're not playing well. Uh, a large chunk of this is because I think they've had to rely on C.J. McCallum so much he's having his worst shooting year. Now you could make the argument that, you know, he's at that age when this stuff starts showing up. Um, but without Zion, they simply – don't have a chance to compete with the better teams. Um, and I think that – you hate to say they got too much depth, but I think in some cases they do. And they don't rely – they don't play uh, the same guys enough, You, if you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. They have a bunch of guys and the coach throws a bunch of guys on the floor and I don't know that they've gotten any rhythm. Now, again, a lot of that is because of the time Zion's missed and because of the time that Brandon's missed. But they simply don't look good right now. Um, They just don't. I watched them last night lose to the Magic, and uh, they just don't look very good. So we'll see. They
1: Zion is obviously the key, but they gonna have to learn to play defense at some point. They absolutely are. And uh, again, uh, they you you could say what you want to about the Pelicans on the road, and I mean uh, ten and twenty one on the road. It is what it is. But they've been very solid at home they're not even they've not even been solid at home the last couple of times and when no, that, when you factor no. that in that that's not good news for New Orleans. How about the Dallas Mavericks? Uh right now uh they're 32 and 30. They're in 6th place and uh I got to tell you man, Kyrie and Luka have looked good together, haven't they?
0: They have, but they they they're not really winning. I think they're going to have to figure that out and their problem is their defense is atrocious. Hmm. Um but you know they'll be in every game because of those two because they can score and they'll figure it out and win some games. I look for them to probably look at an eight seed or worse. Okay, um, you that know, low really. A lot of people were saying when yeah they're going they're going to lose some they're going to lose ground because some of the other teams got better. Yeah, uh, if one team finally gets Durant on the floor actual floor I, and they're going to be strong, and I think you see the Kings and the Clippers who had the game of the year, by the way. Uh, is, are uh, probably for real, the Clippers are coming now and the Lakers appear to be better since they made their moves at the trade that
1: But dude, and maybe this is what we'll wrap up the hour. Cause I want you to talk about them. How about those Sacramento Kings, dude, third right now. We were talking about the, the Knicks being the surprise team being fifth place in the Eastern conference. How about the Sacramento Kings who are still playing great basketball? Dude, they're in third, but they're only a game and a half out of second behind Memphis, dude. You know, when when we were 20 games into the season, Rich, or 25 games in the season, that's one thing for us to, oh, hey, look, isn't that cute? The Sacramento Kings. Dude, (laughs) we're 60 games into an 82-game schedule for Sacramento, (laughs) and they're in third place in the Western Conference, Rich.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing, and it's, I think it's good for the league, ultimately. And again, um, in case everyone, anyone missed it, Friday night, well, probably everybody missed it, uh, Friday night they played the Clippers, their double overtime, 176-175 game. That was without question the best game of the year so far. So.
1: And you were messaging me about it. Uh, oh, I mean, it's Honestly, great. all the points... You know, I mean, it didn't. It end up being the second highest scoring game for both. You know, I believe you're right. Of all I believe you're time, absolutely right. But what made it so great, dude? Other other than all the points?
0: Well, you got you got some really high level performances from some guys. Uh, Kawhi was fantastic. By the way, he's back, and watch out now. Yeah, um, that changes the complete trajectory of the Clippers. But he and Chris Paul. I mean, uh, Chris Paul. He and Paul George were fantastic, um, you know, in that, in that game. So then you throw in De'Aaron Fox had 44, I believe, you know, and Sabonis was fantastic. So you got a little Harrison Barnes fighting for Carolina people. Um, it was a really good game. It really was.
1: Speaking of the Clippers, I have to ask you this: How surprised, shocked, whatever were you? Because I kept hearing Russell Westbrook was going either to Washington or, well, primarily to Washington, which is where he played for a little bit and led them to the playoffs a couple of years ago. How surprised, how shocked were you that Westbrook ends up in uh, ends up in Clipperland?
0: Well, that's what I'd heard all along. That's where he wanted to go, simply because he didn't want to have to move. so I, I'm surprised from a Clipper standpoint, uh, which by the way is as I just counted how well they're playing, but they've lost three in a row since they signed him. Um oh, no. so Oh
1: no.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. So you know what that's doing to the talking head. But oh, anyway, absolutely. um which I guess that includes us at this point. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I'm surprised they did that. I'm not sure why you thought you needed Russell Westbrook, but you know here he is <laughs> yeah.
1: i gotta tell you man more than anything i'm taking out of this conversation i gotta i gotta go get me a, uh, a sacramento kings jersey okay
0: <laughs> i love the kings man. i think it's great
1: i do too man and that's who i'm gonna that's definitely who i'm going well other than obviously you know reggie and dallas and brandon in new orleans sacramento is gonna be my team in the western conference i think richard clark Carteret county news times carolina coast online.com dude thank you for going down memory lane talking about terry holland the old acc <laughs> and everything dude you're the best man okay maybe we can do that near the tournament time i love it that's exactly what we'll do okay all right thanks for having me that's richard clark uh again uh, as we're wrapping up our first hour here want to thank him and uh again i want to thank graham hill for the clips that we got from uh, last night's carolina florida state game coming up here in our second hour chadwick stokes uh, and Dontres styles on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore community college.